This show is part of the RetroZap.com podcast network. And welcome everybody to episode 55 of the Animaniacast. Now that's a gold nugget. Just a dad burn minute. I'm taking all this here gold for me. Now get off this mountain and don't come back. I think we just met today's special friend. And welcome once again to the Animaniacast. We are the only podcast that is dedicated to the animated cartoon series, Animaniacs. Here we explore the series episode by episode, revisiting all the cultural references and gags. And in the end, we give each episode a Water Tower rating. I am Joey, and joining me once again is my brother Nathan. I'm just here for the oil. And across the country in Georgia, it's Kelly. Hi. Hey. <laughs> well, today we have an episode that is, uh, well, it's maybe not as glittery as gold, but, uh, you know, I don't know where, where to go with that metaphor. It's very somewhat gold-themed, right? It's pure gold. All three segments. <laughs> is it? Really? Yeah. Because silence is golden. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did laugh every now and then in this one. It had some good stuff in it. And uh, what do you guys think? In a, in a few words... Nathan, do you have anything else to say about this Just one? pure gold, that's all. Pure gold. And Kelly, what about you? I kept thinking about Yukon Cornelius. <laughs> yes. The name's Yukon Cornelius, the greatest prospector in the North. This is my land. And you know, it's rich with gold. Gold! Gold and silver. Silver and gold. Wahoo! <laughs> Nothing. That's true. You Got to get that Rudolph reference in if, mm, whenever possible, totally. right? <laughs> yeah. Well, today is episode 55, as I mentioned, and it features the segments Gold Rush, A Gift of Gold, and Dot's Quiet Time. Very good with the silence is golden, Nathan. That's the that's the theme. There you it's are. gold. <laughs> it's gold. So tell us, Nathan, when did this episode first premiere? Okay, so Joey, this episode first premiered on Wednesday, February 16th of 1994. Uh-huh. Do you remember that day? Uh, remind me about okay, it. Okay, so the German tennis player Anika Beck was born. Okay. No? Okay. No, no. Uh, there was a 6.5 earthquake that struck uh, southeast Sumatra. Mm, wasn't there. Okay. Um, and Premier Afonso Bustamante ended the government in Peru. Oh yeah, yeah. I remember. You know Bustamante. Yeah, we're all the Bustamante. Is that how you pronounce name. that? Okay. I don't know. Bust- Bustamante. <laughs> Bustamante, I believe is how you pronounce. <laughs> no, I like Mike pronouncing. All right then. Okay. Yeah. So thank you for that. <laughs> those incredibly. Uh, amazing timely? facts, yeah. timely facts. We Not really that him. timely, but well. anyway, whatever. <laughs> well, let's go ahead and get straight into our episode discussion. And we're going to start with the first segment, which is entitled Gold Rush. Gold Rush. 
And Gold Rush was written by Randy Rogel, and it was directed by Michael Gerard and Dave Marshall. And Kelly, tell us what happens in Gold Rush. We are taken to California during the Gold Rush era. Sutter's, is it Sutter's Mill? Yes. Okay. Can't remember what the sign said. I but believe I it. That I that believe was, that's what it said. Yeah. I think so. Um, I know it's been a Jeopardy question before, <laughs> but um, so the uh, the Warners are you know picking away at the uh, I don't know I guess rock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um. Certain mining for gold, and uh, they they keep finding these little little gold chunks, but you know they accumulate to this massive um, like wheelbarrow full of, of gold. And so one of the prospectors is like, "Well, you know, they, I want I want that gold." So he tries to trick them into you know letting them letting him mine where they're at, and he's gonna you know swap places with them. And so they go over there where he was, and they find even bigger nuggets of gold. And so now he's really upset. <laughs> and um, then he basically tosses them into the river, and they say, "Oh, I think we met our you know new special friend for today." So you know things are about to get crazy, and uh, they keep coming up with ways to charge him nuggets gold so he has to keep giving them the gold and uh, Doc comes up with a toll booth across the bridge and every time he crosses he has to pay she's selling him lemonade and he pays for that um he he falls off the cliff and uh they they're rescue firemen and so they charge him for rescuing them him Mm. and (laughs) which by the way Kelly, did you notice that? I don't know if it was a reference on the, their hats, but it said the rescue nine one one. Yep, rescue, rescue nine one one. I I thought about that because there used to be a show um, with William Shatner. Yep. That he hosted Rescue Nine One One, and we used to watch it. I had a I had a, a PE teacher, gym coach for um, my health health <laughs> teacher, and all we did was watch Rescue Nine One One. And, uh, you know, I learned an awful lot about burns and, you know, different <laughs> things like that. So, got got a lot of information from William Shatner that semester. But anyway, um, the uh, the guy that ends up with no gold. And um, so, then they, they sell him, well, they, they sell him dynamite before he's out of gold. And then, they didn't sell him, like, the whole thing of dynamite they have to set what oh the fuses the fuses they gave him the dynamite for free that's that's all my gold so they sell him that and he blows up the mountain or the the rock or whatever it is (laughs) and um uh then it's like a huge mountain of gold and he's so busy dancing and he's he's got gold 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 and i'm like that's yukon cornelius (laughs) yep (laughs) and um uh except he's just not he's not licking his pickaxe and going nothing and um (laughs) So, uh, they, uh, while he's dancing and circling around and, and singing to himself, then everybody comes and, and it's a real gold rush and they come and they take all the gold and he's got a big hole and, uh, the Warners offer him, you know, some gold for the land. He's like, the land's worthless. And they're like, well, we just want to hit the oil. Yeah. So, like after all that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So anyway, yeah, it was crazy. The the man could not win, could he? No. But he was a jerk. He tried to murder these kids. Well, and he <laughs> stole all their gold. That's true. I did like that Wacko was about to eat some gold <laughs> as soon as he 
He'd rather eat first and then find out if it's, you know, yeah. if it was a mistake later, I suppose. Mm. Well, he'll eat anything. Yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. There's some. There's a few quick references uh, in this episode. First of all, it, it, has a, it has a nice song in it to begin mm-hmm. the episode off. Oh, hear the crickets and the froggies. Get along, you little doggies. I get my oh, I get my own. I love a riding on the ranger. Hear the crickets and the froggies. I'm here where nothing ever changes. Get along, you little doggies. I get my oh, I get my own. It's peaceful and pretty. Yeah. Uh, one of the cowboys right there, and I suppose, I guess the, the cowboy right here, uh, Jake, the mean cowboy guy, I believe his name is, is actually voiced once again by Michael McKeon, who is uh, was on a, a King Yakko way back then. One of the members of Spinal Tap, and uh, so he's back doing a cowboy number one and the voice of Jake, yeah. the prospector. Um, so they open up in that uh, kind of song, which was that was a nice song right there, very similar to kind of Roy Rogers uh, and the Sons of the Pioneers kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And it reminded me of um, Disney's Pecos Bill or something like that. A, a nice yeah. kind of tumbling, tumbly, tumbling tumbleweeds kind of song. But other than that kind of uh, reference to that, and we mentioned the Rescue 911, mm-hmm. there's not really that much reference to other stuff. I mean, obviously, it has a historic reference to the California Gold Rush, yeah. which was kind of cool to see. Um, but what do you guys think about this uh, cartoon? What moments stood out? I think he should have bought fuses from someone else, and that way he could have saved some money. <laughs> <laughs> hey, mister, we know how you can get to the gold inside the mountain. You do? Wait a minute. How much? Free. I'll take all of it. Would you like some fuses? What? No fuses? They only cost ten gold nuggets. But that's all I got left. Oh, all right. You get the dynamite for free, and then like fuses are ten ten pieces of gold. Uh, But it's all about convenience, you know? Well, that's where they get you. It's all the it's <laughs> right. <laughs> well, it's the same thing with toys. You know, the toy might be cheap, but the batteries to actually operate it. You know, it's, it's expensive. Yeah. Or the hot dog and the hot dog buns. You know, it's just, <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about. I don't know either. <laughs> I don't know what I don't know what place you're going to where the bun the buns are free, but the hot dog you have to pay for. Yeah, <laughs> it's awful. <laughs> wow. What am I gonna do with a bun? <laughs> Um, so, Kelly, what about you? What, what Any moments that stick out as, uh, as particularly funny? Well, I mean, I already mentioned the, the gold, 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 because it <laughs> made me think of Rudolph and, and Yukon Cornelius. Um, yeah. I really liked the toll booth. I thought that was hilarious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The way the, the arm kept coming down on him and hitting him. Six gold nuggets, please. Gag. <laughs> and then Dot saying it's a running gag as he's oh, running yes. across the bridge. 
Um, yeah, it, you know, just the whole, the whole thing was just kind of a, a standard kind of a Warner's driving yeah. a person crazy. Uh, and, and the person always trying to take advantage of them, but never is able to. And, mm-hmm. and you know, it's it's true. It's their special friend. If you're going to become the Warner's special friend, you're going to be in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it was a cute one. It was, nothing, it was not a bad Warner's. It was not necessarily no. one of the standout ones, I suppose. But I'm, it was still a good one. I'm assuming they time traveled because they know that oil is going to be more valuable in the future. Because <laughs> exactly. I don't think at that time it was... At the time, maybe not because there's like no cars, yeah, right? not much like, to operate things yeah. would have been. <laughs> so, I'll have to so go see. Uh, there will be blood to go uh, learn more about that to find <laughs> out when the <laughs> when that became uh, popular. Anyway, <laughs> my gold's all gone. We'll buy the land from you for a gold nugget. Ha ha! I can't believe it. The land's worthless. Can't you see the gold's all gone? That's okay. We just wanted the oil. Oil? Well, before we get into our, our, our second segment, there's a quick chase transition. And it's a... It's kind of weird because the Warners are once again running away from Ralph mm-hmm. and they jump into a mailbox and then Ralph tries to get them out and he tries pulling them out and they get he gets sprayed with a hose or yeah, something. Yeah, it looks like a hose. It looks it like a hose, out. but it turns out it's an elephant, yeah. which was in the the mailbox. Um, I, I don't know. It, I, it didn't have anything to do with gold, so I didn't like it. <laughs> so he just, he just dismissed that I, one. Yeah. <laughs> I did. This apparently is a for some reason it's not in the DVD because it has nothing to do with gold. Oh, they, they later figured out. <laughs> no, that's, yeah, that's my theory. <laughs> well, yeah, the Warner's an elephant comes out of the thing, and uh, I don't know. There's not much to say about that transition other than it's there. It's not one of the best chase transitions. Mm-hmm. I honestly didn't think I could swear. I, I not, if I really wanted to, I could go ahead and pause it. But I could swear they don't have an elephant trunk. I could see the nozzle of a hose. I was pretty sure. When he looked in there, that's why it didn't make any sense to me at first when I watched this. Why? Why was there an maybe elephant? They, maybe they put a nozzle on the an elephant. Nose. <laughs> maybe they put the nozzle in the trunk. Yeah, an elephant nose. <laughs> Whatever. What are elephant noses called? In trunks. Mm. <laughs> anyway, let's go ahead and get to our next segment, and it is called a gift of gold. And A Gift of Gold was apparently a story by Steven Spielberg, who's, he says, in parentheses, uncredited on DVD title card. I did not know this thing. This is according to the Wikipedia. We'll we'll see about that. And it's written by Nicholas (laughs) Hollander and directed by Michael Gerard. Uh, Speaking of Spielberg. Yes. I'm sorry. I I just, I have to mention to our our audience that the new trailer for Ready Player One is out, and I've only seen it like seven times. It's been <laughs> and, out for like weeks um, now. <laughs> yes, that's what? true. Well, we're recording this right after a Comic Con. By the time this comes yeah. out, it'll be a couple weeks after Comic Con. Yeah. Oh, well, shoot. But, well, I still but, but, want everyone to know <laughs> to check it out. Watch the trailer. Maybe Watch. there's so many different cultural references in there, and with uh, you know, with Spielberg behind it, you know, how many Spielberg films are going to be referenced or even you know who knows back to the future back to the future's heavily you know in no, that that's trailer pretty, that's that's pretty much it that's it 
But yeah, it, he he's. St- are you not keeping up? Oh, I'm he's not. Said in interviews <laughs> that it's not going to be terribly self-referential. Oh. Um, he's doing he's doing about the future because apparently Ernest Klein, the author, um, owns a DeLorean. Yes, he does. Um, and so they're gonna you know put that in there because he executive produced Back to the Future when when he directed. But for most of the other references, I mean, he's for and I don't know his reasoning. Um, behind it necessarily, but uh, yeah, he's not gonna do. He he's not gonna refer much to his own work. Well, see, I you could have put the Warner Brothers in the background or something, or Pinky in the Brain somewhere in there. But right? Who? Whatever. That, that would have been cool. Anyway. Yeah, I I don't. I, mean, I saw the Iron Giant in yeah. the, the trailer, but I don't remember him from the book. But I'll have to. I mean, I've only read it once. I'll have to go back and reread it and might get more references yeah. but um it seems like there might be a lot of things in the movie that weren't necessarily in the book but it's it's chock full of 80s nostalgia huh well it, like i said this story may have been you know influenced by steven spielberg my life <laughs> is influenced by steven spielberg <laughs> right i'm sure it's some way or another influence sure he was in story meetings i'm sure um, but anyway, Nathan, tell us what happens in this story, A Gift a of Gold. A Gift of Gold. Ooh. So we have a beautiful story here. It's a lovely story about a, a golden wrapping paper that... <laughs> oh, my. Oh, my. Uh, <laughs> and it's all narrated by uh, Winnie the Pooh again, right? <laughs> yeah. <during> his, <laughs> we, get, we get, once again, Jim Cummings... <laughs> Doing his Sterling Holloway. I'm just going to say it's Winnie the Winnie Pooh. Winnie the Pooh. It's guest, clearly Winnie the yeah, Pooh. Guest, Winnie the Pooh is guest starring yeah. in Animaniacs. Uh, <laughs> so it starts off with a woman who uses an entire roll of wrapping paper, I'm assuming. On a small present. On a very small present. Uh, juggling guy. And it turns out it's for Mindy from the uh, infamous Mindy and Buttons cartoon. Yeah, they're terrible. No, <laughs> wait. The, uh, the famous Mindy and Buttons... From the famous Wendy and Buttons cartoon. Or the infamous. The infamous. All right. <laughs> uh, so she just tears up the wrapping paper, though. So, And you would think that's the end of the wrapping paper. But no, it ends up traveling around the, the city until uh, eventually it ends up with a homeless man. I guess I, I should say that it goes like on some windshields. It goes underwater. And then it like gets thrown away. But then a homeless man finds it. He shines it up off his shirt. And it's gold and shiny again, and he wraps up a, a trash doll, I'm assuming, <laughs> and puts that in a little thing, and he gives it to his little boy, uh, with a, and they, they celebrate with a trash cake, and it's trash wonderful. Cake. That cake did look pretty disgusting yeah. at the end. And the, the kid, though, was so happy. And apparently they baked it in one of the, the hoods of the, under a car or something, because I don't know how you bake a cake in an alley. They might be hoarders because that kid saved the wrapping paper. That's so. true. <laughs> this, is, this is the cycle continues. Yeah. Um, although he folded it, he, he folded, folded it, it nicely. Looked, and... looked like it was like kind of like a uh, uh, I don't know handkerchief, like, handkerchief kind of, kind of sticking those... out of his yeah, those yeah. little fancy little things that people put in their yeah. things during a wedding. Maybe he's going off to a wedding after this. Maybe he's gonna get a job. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Little eight-year-old boy yeah well you know this did look like from the 1930s so who knows maybe he's off to go into the the coal mines or something like that and get a job well um geez guys i'm just gonna go over some of the references here real quick (laughs) of this of this uh, particular episode or cartoon i should say uh 
so the homeless man we, we were just talking about, I knew as soon as I saw him, I was like, that's the guy from the Looney Tunes cartoon. Uh, and the Looney Tunes one is the Chuck Jones cartoon, One Froggy Evening, mm-hmm. where the guy finds like a frog in the shoebox. Is that the and, Hello My oh, Baby? the Michigan J. Frog Michigan one. J. Frog. Mm-hmm. Hello, my baby. Hello, my honey. Hello, my ragtime gal. Send me a kiss by wire. Baby, my heart's on fire. If you refuse me, honey, you lose me. Then you'll be left alone. Oh, baby, telephone and tell me I'm your own. Check, please. I knew I, I knew there was something about him. Yes, and then later he would uh, be lose his job, and he would no later the Michigan J. Frog would be the main guy on the WB, mm. and would in, in would end up introducing the Animaniacs. How many uh, things for kids, WB? Yeah, so, so he made it rich while the other guy... Oh, man, that guy's still... You just forgot about him. Yeah. You mean, well, never... he gets this big announcer gig. Mm-hmm. Oh, geez. It's sad. Never caught a break. <laughs> but anyway. Uh, you know, and there's a whole thing with... This episode number is 406-839. Um, there's a guy, like like construction worker, who's wearing a shirt that says Local 839. Well... Just out of coin, I don't know if it's, this is in the please, please, please get a live foundation, this fact. Mm. So it's that kind of coincidental, probably nothing to it kind of thing. But the uh, animators union is a uh, local 839. So the yeah motion picture screen cartoonist guild, whatever you want to call mm. it, is 839. Eh, there you go. And uh, there's, that's pretty much it when it comes to the different references. So let's just get right into it, guys. Um, thoughts on this one? Were there any moments that made you laugh, or is it I, just kind of like, eh? I remember watching this as a kid because I remember like a golden wrapping paper flying around for some reason. Well, I re- okay, let's talk about this gold wrapping paper for a second. <laughs> she <laughs> so is beautiful. She well, first it's, it starts off with the uh, gold wrapping paper inside the department store, knowing that she is the most beautiful wrapping paper mm-hmm. in there, and all the other wrapping papers are like. Pfft, She's not that beautiful, and she shows them up by being picked. Yeah. Um, first of all, so a very stuck-up wrapping paper. <laughs> I don't know if I'm like... That's it's like, fine. of course she's the most beautiful. She's like gold, shiny wrapping yeah. paper. Like, Did you see the paper, the brown paper bag-colored wrapping paper? I don't think that one got rescued <laughs> by a homeless man. Yeah, well, whatever. <laughs> so, and then you mentioned, of course, that apparently the woman used the entire roll. Even I'm though, guessing. Even there was... Yeah, yeah, because they didn't show it being torn. Yeah, in which case it would have got returned back in its shelf, and and yeah, it's a very weird con concept here. It's just yeah. following paper around, and I'm not exactly sure what the message is supposed to be. Uh, Kelly, what do you think about this cartoon? Um, it, it's kind of sad. It, mm. I mean, it's kind of sad but sweet. And Mindy's a brat. Mindy is right? a brat. And now comes the big moment. It, it made me wonder if Mindy's last name is Man when she keeps calling her dad Mr. Man, but she calls every guy Mr. Man. Mr. So. Man. <laughs> but it would be cute if that was Mindy like, Man. And her mom's Lady Man. Lady Man. Well, that wouldn't make sense. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm not exactly sure what the message of this is. I mean, it, I it, like, it feel like this was written by my grandmother who always like wanted to save the wrapping paper. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's just be cautious of waste. 
Maybe. I, I suppose, yeah, just have a message of don't waste things, you know. Yeah, if uh, you can reuse it, do that. Wrapping paper is a, is a good thing. Yeah. Um, Again, but uh, I don't know. There's a, there's a part where and the narrator goes, well, you could say that the story would be over right now. And I went, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Fast forward. <laughs> Done with this segment, right? Uh, but the story continues. It's like, no. <laughs> and, it, you know, but yeah, it does have this like kind of sad... A few sad lines where, like, mm-hmm. uh, the narrator is going, Oh, tis life whenever the the beauty fades. And yeah. Then... <laughs> and so, the gold wrapping paper is nearing the end of her journey. Yesterday, she was the most beautiful piece of wrapping paper in the store. And today, nothing more than litter. Is a sad, sad fate that makes beauty fade. So I think it would have made more sense if it had aired around Christmas time, or you yeah. know, they were trying to get that um, goodwill towards men kind of message out. Um, yeah, it would have it would have done better, I think, in a Christmas stuff. Although it is a birthday at the end. It's, it's still Yeah, neither one was a Christmas kind of thing. I think, but it's still. I no, think the message it, would. It, but it yeah, wrapping paper. Yeah. yeah, yeah, me too. I, I, it would have it would have made more sense in a Christmas episode, I suppose. And then that the prospector, I mean, it would have fit because you got Rudolph and you got wrapping paper. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're I still mean, like that's... we're only in February right now. Silver it's, and gold. It's still snowy I, outside I in many places. I can't believe to go listen to Burl Ives. Like that's all this episode needed was some Burl Ives mixed <laughs> exactly. in. Exactly. <laughs> Or just uh, instead of uh, yeah, instead of the Sterling Holloway impression, they could do a Burl Ives impression. Uh, uh, and then that would make my day. <laughs> there you go. And they could have done Silent Night instead of Quiet. Oh, there we go. Well, let's go ahead and get right into that last part, <laughs> last song right here, and it is called Dot's Quiet Time. And Dot's Quiet Time was written by Nicholas Hollander and directed by Michael Gerard. Uh, and in this song, Dot is, well, she's trying to read. Mm. And all she wants is quiet. And she goes literally or like around the world, mostly in Europe, but even into Africa and stuff like that. Yeah. Looking for the quietest place to read her book. And eventually uh, she does. But then she realizes it's too quiet. And then she screams. And she was sick and tired of quiet mm-hmm. at the end. So, uh, luckily she had a boombox, right? So. Luckily she had a boombox to 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 play, and then she ended up uh, just kind of dancing and stuff, and yeah, giving it was like, up on. And it was a remix of. Animaniacs, oh yeah, right? a good remix of the of the Animaniacs mm-hmm. theme. Well, you know, there's a few quick references in this one. Uh, the Scotsman playing the bagpipes is McRory from the uh, Bugs Bunny cartoon. My bunny lies over the sea. And he was featured in a different Animaniacs cartoon, which I can't remember off the top of my head, but I know we've seen him in the background before. Um, and so, really, that's just about it. I mean, it, that's pretty much it. This yeah. was featured in uh, the first Animaniacs soundtrack, and I was <laughs> listening to it uh, just the other day. And uh, I much prefer the version on the soundtrack oh. because the the version on the soundtrack, um, well, it's it's edited. You know, they they don't have a lot of the the running around the world kind of music yeah. and everything. Um, and in one part, and, and just the the music itself, I thought was 
I don't know, just better in in the soundtrack version. It's weird when I when I hear these soundtracks versus the the TV show thing and mm-hmm. able to listen to them back to back. It seems like the vocal tracks are exactly the same, but the orchestra uh, differs. So mm-hmm. it's like they. Yeah, it's like they have them just uh, on two separate tracks, and depending on their need, they'll change it up a little bit, which, eh, that's kind of neat. Um, I don't know. Guys, what do you think about uh, Dot's Quiet Time? Uh, I thought the brothers are pretty funny, I think. Yako and Wacko. They're... Were they in this one? I get it. Oh, they were oh, at yeah, the beginning. beginning. That's right. Mm, they're the so ones again, that I'm initially... going, again, I'm going right off of the soundtrack, which is what I just listened to like most recently. Uh, but yeah, they they're doing the whole little uh, they they do Three Musketeers mm-hmm. kind of stuff, and they do Civil War reenactments, or yeah. or at least cavalry and Native American uh, fights or stuff like that. That was kind of cool. The, cool at the beginning. Uh, Kelly, what do you think? As a as a book person, I could totally respect her need. <laughs> for some peace and quiet to read her book because <laughs> i i have a puppy and i you know it's, it's like having a kid really it's like yes. i just i want to steal away for 15 minutes to read my book stop whining stop <laughs> needing attention good grief <laughs> so um yeah i mean yeah i Sometimes I want to climb a mountain and just be left alone. <laughs> yes. Well, you know, and uh, there was some cultural stuff going on in this one, too. I mean, it, I believe it looked like she was probably going into the Notre Dame Cathedral at one point. Mm-hmm. And uh, then, of the course, tower, she, Leaning Tower of Pisa. Yeah, exactly. Which fell down. Which fell down right at the mo- worst time. Right. <laughs> for her. Now, do you need quiet when you read, Kelly? Or are you more of a person that is okay with listening to oh, music no, no. and stuff? Well, I mean, I don't listen to music or, and I, I, you know, try not to have the TV on, but I'm, I'm one of those through years of cultivating this habit. Um, (laughs) I can, I can read anywhere and any, you know, I can walk and read and eat and read and, um, uh, I, I just, because I mean, I, I literally do. I, I steal time wherever and whenever I can to, to read, you know, a chapter (laughs) here or there and, um. I used to take books to the lunchroom and, and eat during school, and people, you know, thought I was weird. <laughs> that's that's okay, because you know I got my homework done before I even had to go to, you know, before I went home. Exactly. <laughs> so, exactly. Yeah. Well, uh, now, do you do, do? I'm assuming you've you've read some of the the Star Wars uh, novels. I'm assuming, right, Kelly? Yes. Okay. Did you do the same thing I did when I was a kid, which is uh, put like some Star Wars John Williams? music in the background while you read it all or is that just me i know one no, of them but but i had i got yeah i used to get all the audio uh-huh. um the books on audio yes and um most of them had the sound effects and music added yes yeah so i you know i i would read the books i'm i i personally don't really like audiobooks um because to me, it's not reading. You're right. hearing a story or you're being read too. But to me, I mean, you're not, I like my eyes to, to go over the page. I, I feel like I um, retain it better. I'm a visual mm-hmm. person. But but I would get the books and then I get the audiobooks kind of as, you know, as a supplement and, you know, listen to them in the car and different things like that. So, so I, you know, I would enjoy it that way. But no, I, I, I don't do background music when I read. Mm, interesting. Yeah, I used to always when listen. I write. Yeah. When I write, I listen to James Horner. 
Uh, I know it's shocking, but, but John Williams is too distracting because I'm like, oh, <laughs> da, 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 da. I'm like James Horner, I can I can do and um, but yeah, I I, I can read, I, mean, I can listen to music and write, but not read. Yeah, well, Nathan, what about you? Any any relatable kind of things with this? Do you do you prefer quietness? I've read a book quietness? before. You've read a book no, before. I, <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say quiet is probably preferred. It's easier to <laughs> read, I think, in the yeah. quiet. I, I can't read if there's like a, a caterpillar eating leaves next to me or something. <laughs> yeah, that that just just throws it you throws off. Throws me off, or if a cow is eating. Yeah. Oh worst. boy, just get out of the way. Yeah, munching things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, being a, a school teacher, I'm totally not. I'm totally used to not uh, having quiet around me. <laughs> just you able to like you know be able to just get through the day with a, a loud noise level around me. Uh, pretty much for 12 hours a day is just completely loud. So, mm. it, it, uh, <laughs> but anyway. Hmm. Gee, it's so quiet. Too quiet. Terribly quiet. Awfully quiet. Well, that was that song. It was a good song. Yeah. It was cute. Uh, I liked it. Um, but let's go ahead and just go talk about the entire episode. All in all, let's get to our Water Tower rating. All right, folks. Um, I'm going to go ahead and give my quick tower rating on this one. I haven't done that for a while first. So here I go. Two and a half. Uh, this is a... Pretty good episode of Animaniacs. Uh, wasn't great, but wasn't bad. It, it was it was decent. That was my review. Mm. <laughs> Nathan, what about well, you? I'll go with uh, three. I'll do three water towers. Just same reasons, like decent, like middle of the road. Like it's fine. <laughs> There's nothing offensive about the episode. No, that's nothing offensive. So very rarely things are offensive in Animaniacs. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and <laughs> Kelly, what about you? I'm going to go with three as well. Uh, it was fine. It was, you know, some cute moments, and I liked the song, the quiet song, and um, I thought it was cute overall. All right. Well, let's go ahead and get straight on over to our poll results from last week. And uh, here's the announcer. Hello there. This is your announcer with another Animaniacast Twitter poll result. Listen as we ask. Which of these Minerva Mink cartoons is your favorite? Hashtag Animaniacs. Hashtag Animaniacast Bowl. 13% said Meet Minerva. 42% said Moon Over Minerva. But if 45% said Hercule Yakko. Yes, the only cartoon which featured the least amount of Minerva wins this bowl. What does that tell you? And now it's off to the studio with this week's poll. All right, so those were our poll results. Mm. Uh, so what do you guys think? What's your favorite Minerva Mink 
uh, cartoon. What the choices were the Hercule Yakko, mm-hmm. the Moon over Minerva, yeah. and Meet Minerva, the right? The just said these I things. Know. I can't believe you just don't listen to it. I'm, I'm seriously blocking out <laughs> as much as I can. Uh, let's see. Nathan, what do you think? Um, I'm going to say Meet Minerva just because that's like the epitome of a Minerva episode. I suppose so. And I thought it was funnier than the Moon over Minerva. Okay. So. And Kelly, what about you? I'll go with Hercule Yako. Okay. Um, because it has the least Minerva in it. <laughs> uh, and I guess I will go for Meet Minerva, just, but not even because Minerva. I just liked uh, the Newt, I think his name was, mm-hmm. the dog. I just liked him more than anything else. So Yeah. And it's based, again, based upon not necessarily even Minerva, but the, <laughs> the characters around Minerva. Um yeah, hey, that, that, that was interesting poll results. And uh, listeners, hey, send us in, send us in your thoughts about Minerva Mink as well. Do you like her? Do you not like her? Uh, send it on in. Animaniacast at RetroZap.com. And uh, we just might share your thoughts on the air. Let's go ahead and get to this week's poll. Nathan, what is it? All right. So we just had a dot song today. We just had one like the other week. So which one was better between I'm Cute and Dot's Quiet Time? Yeah. Which dot song is preferred? <laughs> preferred? Preferred. <laughs> or for, okay, I'm not even going to try to correct you anymore this episode. Thank you. Uh, okay, so go ahead and uh, head on over to twitter.com slash animaniacast or simply search on Twitter for hashtag poll, and you can make your voice heard. Well, folks, it's that time again. It's time to get to our contact information. So, Nathan, where can people get in contact with you online? Uh, so open up your computer uh-huh. and type in twitter.com uh-huh. slash, uh, I think just, that's probably fine. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> wait, okay, wait. Delete, that's probably fine. Uh, okay. Okay, perfect. Okay. And now search for Django FT. That's me. There you go. <laughs> oh, that's there me. you are. Okay. okay. Follow. Oh, I wasn't even following you before. Okay, no. <laughs> so there we are. And Kelly, what about you? I can be reached at Twitter, Yoda Princess, Y O D A P R N C S S, or Kelly at BigShinyRobot.com. All right. And as for us, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, all under Animaniacast. And of course, uh, like I just said, you can email us, Animaniacast at RetroZap.com, and you can see our entire RetroZap uh, archives over at Animaniacast.com. Speaking of RetroZap, by the way, there's a ton of other podcasts that you should check out over there as well. Podcasts such as the ArgCast, Beltway Banthas, Bruise and Blasters, Classic Marvel Star Wars Comics, the DeuceCast Movie Show, DuneCast, Kanata's Castle, The Sandcrawler, Skywalking Through Neverland, Starship Sabres and Scoundrels, The Dorkcast, Talking Apes TV, Techno Retro Dads, The Trade Federation, and We Know Nothing. And that's a lot of podcasts, so you know what you should do? Well, you could just go to iTunes and subscribe to the RetroZap feed, and you can get every single one of those awesome podcasts delivered straight to your iPhone, iPad, Android, whatever the heck you use. Easy, schmeasy, whatever. (laughs) Anyway, and uh, that will pretty much do it for this week's episode. One last thing I want to put in is, hey, don't forget to put in those uh, reviews on iTunes. And once again, for every five reviews that we get, multiples of five, We'll pick a person out of the bag, (laughs) one of the (laughs) usernames, 
and they'll get an Animaniacs care package of different decals and things like that. Oh, okay. A little, little, little tiny prize Just package. Stuff. This stuff I'll mail out <laughs> to you. Uh, so with that, uh, this is Joey and for Nathan and Kelly. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Good night. This podcast is not endorsed by Warner Brothers or Amblin Entertainment and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Animaniacs, the Warner Brothers logo, all names, pictures, and sounds of the Animaniacs characters or any other Animaniacs-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Warner Brothers, Amblin Entertainment, or their respective trademark and copyright holders. All original content of this podcast is the intellectual property of the Animaniacast unless otherwise indicated. Check, please.